Can you hear that? No. You can't hear the music? No. Justin, you can hear it though, right? Yeah, I can. Oh, man. <laughs> just, pretend what, one... like just pretend like there's sick music <laughs> going on in the background. Just, just pretend like it's Ray Jin or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I'll get into that in a minute. Alright, welcome back to another episode of On the Throne with Dick. And, you know, big shout out to uh, Senjin Boychuk there. Recently married now. Good for him. Good guy. Uh, for that crazy intro outro music. And today, I have two guests. One special guest co-host, Justin Sider. What's going on, buddy? Not much, man. How you doing? Oh, you know, lots has changed since our um, since our viscosity, uh, you know, fiasco. I can't wait to get back into it. Oh, I'm stoked, especially with today's special guest, Travis, or DPK, Dirty Prescott Kids. What, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm glad we could finally get this going. Hell yeah, man. Hey, you know, it's taken a lot of, should I say, harassment on my part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like it though it was cool yeah. the squeak wheel gets the grease right yeah hey, man, every single time he's posted something over the last couple months on threads on instagram i'm yeah. right there being like you know what you know what'd be really cool with this yeah like the, on a podcast he posted a picture with afro man legendary and i'm like what would be legendary is it came on my podcast yeah yeah you said you said something for everything like i could say I'm super hungover, and you're like, come be hungover on the podcast. <laughs> Just everything. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it. Yeah, man. And then, you know, I finally, I caught you on live today, right? Yeah. And I and I just kept dropping comments, and I'm like, he obviously can't see them, or, like, he's not trying to ignore it, but, and then I'm like, let me reword this. So I reworded it a little different, and then you're like, yeah, we should do that. I was seeing him, I just sometimes when I get on the a tangent and I start talking about something. I just, they're, they're just, you know, sometimes I just miss them. Yeah. Whatever. Miss I wasn't them. ignoring you. <laughs> oh, Hey, Hey, it's cool, man. I get it. I, get nah. it. I had to be the buzz in your ear a little bit. It's cool. Yeah. I always planned on coming on this podcast since you started hitting me with all those. So, you always planned since episode one, right? Like that—that that was your plan. And once you heard, "Hey, there's a podcast out there called On the Throne," I got—I pl plan on being on it. Yes, I mean somehow, some way, I knew I was going to end up on here, whether I knew it existed or not. I just—I just knew it was going to happen. That—that that right there, that's a good heart and soul kind of guy. I love that shit. Yeah, you bet, bud. And and speaking of heart and soul guy, Justin, I think would sniff your underwear. No. Well, I don't know about that far. I'd probably do some, some sketchy shit for a Klondike bar, but I don't know if we go that, that far. <laughs> so so this probably isn't like, I don't know, how many other podcasts have you been on? I, I don't know. I, I've done I don't, under 10, but maybe eight. I don't know. Oh, man. Really? But they're all different. Like, each one has its own charm. Nice. Well, I don't do my homework. I, I don't know anything about most of the, anything, any of the time. There I just you go. kind of wing it. Come on, have a conversation and see where it goes, you know? Yeah. And and I think it it's worked out well for me. You know, like I, 
I'm very ADHD. So like, you know, the podcast is also very ADHD. It's, it's been great. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. So he might know the, this already, like Justin and other people listening might, but like, I don't. And like, you know, maybe other listeners I have don't like, how did the dirty Prescott kids come to be? And I kind of know the answer a little bit, but like, uh, well, the answer kind of uh, changes with the times, but uh, the Dirty Prescott kids is just, it's where I'm from, Prescott, Wisconsin. And uh, when I first made the name, I don't think I ever planned on it like sticking as that, but I needed something to name the first song I put on the internet. And uh, I kind of just didn't want people to know it was just me doing it. It was kind of like a, maybe a little bit of a cop out. So that people are just like, I don't know who's making this song. And the longer that I did it, the more I kind of like grew to appreciate the name because it included like everybody I was talking about in my original songs and shit. And then it became once the TikTok thing happened. I mean, it was like, hey, nope. Or did we just see it happen fast for you after your first viral video? Well, like for me, it feels like it took a really long time because I started putting out music in 2012. But from the time that I got on TikTok to the time shit started popping off was like a four video span. So like it really did. What took me from 2012 to 2021? Tenfold happened after I got on TikTok. Like that shit was crazy. So shout out to CPS Dave is the one that told me to get on TikTok. So. Yeah, that's the guy, right? This is the hat you were wearing, man. I saw you with that. I mean, obviously, just like 90% of your followers. I I found you after that that first viral video you had. And I saw that hat, and I was like, I got to have one. Like, I have to have have one. And I think I've got three now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got it. This one. Yeah, same. And I couldn't find them. I was looking online everywhere. Like, there's knockoffs all over the place. And so many. And my buddy found one. He's like, oh, I found the hat. I found the hat. And it showed up. And it's like an Amazon from China one that's like foam. And it was crappy. And I actually had to ask you in a live one time. Yeah. Where's the hats from? And then yep. you started an addiction. Like, <laughs> Hell Yeah. All my, all my Dave ones. Yeah. Man, wow. That is, oh, that's pretty they're good. They're good. Yeah, he makes some good stuff. Man, <clears throat> yeah, do you, do you make best. that? Do you make that? Oh, no, he makes that. Does he make it himself? Yeah. Well, he, he teamed up with a, a company called Team Fun out of California that helps him do his merch. But he, like, way before I got my social media popping, uh, everyone in my local area knew CPS Dave. He had the company and he had these like vulgar hats and merch. So like when we went out to like country fest and shit, I mean, you just, there'd be like a flock of people around this fucking guy and you just get your hands on one of these hats. I mean, you just have people stopping you left and right to take pictures just cause of the hat. So he was kind of this local legend for us and country fest is ultimately how I met him. And I, I was just like, I told him one time, I was, I think it was in 2018. I was like, I know you already got your shit going on, but I also make super dirty shit rep in Wisconsin. We're not that far away from each other. And if there's any way we could like collaborate, 
I think we could help each other, but I get it. If you think you got your own shit going on. And he was like, Oh, hell yeah, dude, let's do it. I thought he was going to like turn me down. And he was like, hell yeah. And I gave him a CD as kind of like a business card. And yeah, I don't, we came, we came friends after that. And I just told him I will religiously rep your shit, whether eight people see it or a bunch of people see it. And then one day I was able to kind of, uh, really rep the shit. That's, that's, it's interesting how like you give a CD as your business card. I give hard hat stickers. That's a, that's a great one too. Yeah, man. Sure. The CD, uh, the CD wasn't supposed to be my calling card, but uh, I had it on me and I just came out with it at that time. And I was just like, well, I don't really know what else to give you. So I got this and we actually got a picture taken. Someone took a picture of us and I don't know who gave it to me, but he's holding up the CD and I'm holding up a marijuana piss test. I don't know who handed it to me, but that's the first day we met. Was it, was it a pass or a fail? I didn't take it. I don't know who gave it to me as I would have failed it at country fast for sure. So I just gave it to someone else. <laughs> oh shit. Um, I like what you said about the collaboration thing, right? Cause you know what you were saying in your live earlier about how, you know, you've reached out to so many people and you know, with your 23 and stuff like that, you don't hear back sometimes or a few times. Right. And that's like a lot like podcasting, you know, like I reach out to so many people and there's a lot of times I don't get an answer back. Sometimes it's a no. Sometimes they answer back. And it's good that they answer back and they just say no. And that's cool. Yeah. Too, you know, like it's not for everyone. Right. It's a, it's like you send out 20, 20 asks and you get two back and one of them's no. You just got to mm-hmm. keep firing them out there. And I haven't been sure say yet in 40 weeks. So we're, 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 nice. ripping, we're ripping along. What number is this one? This will be 41. Sweet. Nice. Hell yeah, man. I'm pumped. Yeah, I, I, I love I, I love podcasts. I, I listen to more podcasts these days than I listen to music. Uh, they're awesome. Hell yeah, he listens to pod. He listens to a podcast every day at work. I uh, well, no, just just recently because I kind of slacked off. Like we worked for so long for me to get on yours the first time. Yeah, and then I I switched jobs and did a whole bunch like my life just went crazy in summertime when i do have right. i wanted to enjoy the summertime so i kind of slacked off a little bit and he hit me up he's like well what number are you on the podcast and i hadn't really gone up any numbers so but i, I mean you, you get sick of your playlist too when you're sitting in a yeah. machine for 12 hours a day so i was like all right well i'll download them and so for like three days straight now all i have i've been listening to is, is dick's podcast but i'm caught up now there you go. <laughs> a new one comes out tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. New one comes out tomorrow, but it's a good one. It's another right podcast where we did a cross episode. And you'll find that he says on there, and like I was trying to get to with the collaboration thing, tomorrow's podcast guy, he said, uh, something really interesting is that all the winners, all the people at the top are collaborating. Well, all yeah. the losers are competing. Well, I mean, yeah. right? not everybody that, that watches Travis's stuff watches your stuff and yeah. not everybody that watches your stuff knows who Travis is and vice yeah. versa. Right. So yeah. if you can get like the mix of both of your, your genres and your niche and your followers and your watchers together, then, then it's good for everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I know a lot of, a lot of people want to like safeguard their, they're like, don't collaborate. I'm the one with the platform or whoever, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I don't well, think that's the way to be. No, hell no. Hell no, man. That's, 
I don't, I don't think this app started out that way where it was like, let's see how uh, individual uh, individually creative we can all be. Right. And, and we did pretty good with it, but where we took it to that next level is when, you know, a really uh, prominent TikToker in fucking Australia and someone big in Canada and then a big time TikToker in the U S all found each other and were like, why don't we get together on this? You know? And that's yeah, yeah. when I think TikTok really poof, you know, I've met people yeah. from all over the world on this app, right? And like, not not in person yet, but it will happen one yeah. day. Yeah, like uh, uh, I love um, the Southern Dad, like th- that guy. Uh, I don't know why I'm spacing his name right now. My bad. I love that guy. He plays the Southern Dad, and next thing you know, you see him popping in with like. Jelly Roll and Cole Wetzel and all the shit. And that's when you started seeing, for me, I started seeing like creators all of a sudden with like big ass musicians and shit. And like, I'm like the collaboration is actually endless. What could happen? And I remember when we had that video pop off that everyone refers to with the show me that butthole hat. Uh, when we got Leanne rhymes, the comment on that, it was like, and I, I didn't get to meet her or nothing, but when she commented, I was like, holy That's shit. That's awesome, though. Yeah, like, that I, is I just badass. didn't see that coming. Now, I, I got to meet all kinds of cool people since that. That was in 2021, but I will never forget that moment. It was epic. Like, and, and it's crazy how it popped off like that. Like, it's just kind of a random video, kind of a random yeah. old sound. Like, that was... Oh, my God. I mean, there was a big song back in the day, but that was a long time ago when that one was popular. So, yeah. what did you think about that one? Like, what, what made that come together? So, I, I really do... Uh, I very rarely really get to tell, like, the context of that. Uh, so, we, we're big country music fans all my friends and me and Caroline, we loved that song. We, we built it all, all the time. It was Memorial day weekend. We had already get, gone on like a three day bender and we we're out on a buddy's pontoon on actual Memorial day. And n- nobody seemed to have any gas left in the tank, but we are just giving it, trying to bounce back. And somewhere around the time when we were coming back, I finally stopped feeling like shit. Like I was trying to bounce back and I couldn't taking shots, doing whatever. And we were coming back and Caroline played that song and I just started to feel it. So she's on the front of the pontoon and I was coming up. I was not making a TikTok. I was on Snapchat and I just knew that Caroline is like, she's on cue like this. I come walking up. She is just ready to rage. And we had never had a TikTok take off. I walked up to her and we just started belting it out. I had this braid in my hair. She gave me, I was just looking goofy as shit. I didn't even realize I had that hat on. We belted it out and that that's where it died, like right then and there. So we get off the boat, we go up to a buddy's house, he's having a barbecue. And I just thought I did have my TikTok. I think I was already at uh I was already at like a little under a hundred thousand followers. I had plenty of videos take off before that. But I was like, shit, my phone's gonna die. I should post something. So I, I cannot stress enough. It was it was a saved Snapchat. It was supposed to be an absolute drop in the bucket burner, like yeah. just us singing this song. So I saved it off my Snapchat, synced it up with the song, got like 8% battery, posted it. 
put it on the charger and went out on the deck and started partying with my friends. And I remember I captioned it when the hangover lifts. Cause that was the moment when my, my headache went away that day. I was feeling like, yeah, it really was. And we were down to the bar after that. Cause obviously now the hangover is lifted. We ate the barbecue. We went downtown and this is like two hours later. And I go look at my phone and it's going up. This is that certain era of a TikTok. It's not like this anymore, but it was going up. Like you could, you could swipe and watch it go up 4,000 views. And, yep. and then it's 20,000 views. And it was just going, go. I was like showing her, I'm like, what in the fuck is this? And she didn't know what to think. She's like that video of all things. And it just kept going and going and going into like a couple days afterwards. And CPS Dave called me. We already had had a code in place so I could get a little credit for repping his hats. He called me and he's like, these freaking hats are flying out the fucking shelf. Like there was so much that happened from that, but it was a complete burner of a video. I never thought anything of it when I posted it my, because we. My biggest what? one was one like that too. So. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a burner. Yep, yeah. Was. So I made one. Yeah. There was one of my buddies. I used to live in Alberta, and I I fly to Winnipeg for a boys' fishing trip every winter, right? Yeah. And I was telling my friends in Winnipeg how a buddy of mine in Alberta said that you can buy those little airplane bottles of liquor. And just like take them on the airplane. They're like, why do you think they're called airplane bottles? I'm like, there's no fucking way they let you take it on there. So he told me, he's like, last time I went, I just took a handful of those things. You put it in like the, the liquids bag that they give you at the yep. airport. Just fire it through the x-ray machine. So I'm like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna do it. My buddies went and pegged it. They're like, you will not do that. I'm like, you bet your ass I'm going to. And I'm going to make a video just to prove to you guys I did. Yeah. So I... I think I had like six or eight of these bottles or whatever, right? And I had just a backpack because I'm traveling just for the weekend. And put my backpack in, like set those things right on top. Like I didn't want them to fly under the radar. I wanted them to see those things, right? Just to see what happened. So I put it through the machine, get the green light on the other side, and they just slide the bin and grab my, my little bottles in my backpack and away I go. So then I carried the video on where I went and bought Nick's after I'm <laughs> and then go and mix a mix a couple into the bathroom and then just walk around drinking rum and uh, ginger ale in the airport and on the airplane and stuff right yeah I'm sitting on the airplane like editing the video and like the stewardesses are walking by and I'm like I probably shouldn't let them see that I'm making this video as I got this drink sitting on the the little table. right Jeez. so I'm like trying to tuck it away and whatever and I posted it right before we uh right before we took off and i think it was like a two-hour flight or something to i landed it had 160,000 views <laughs> i was like what in the hell like i didn't even that's know. what i'm saying yeah and then it's almost at a million it's yeah like, that was a while ago. i was in the winter time but i uh, i i, I also do that with mini bottles do you <laughs> oh yeah yeah I will never not do it ever again. I try not to get caught, but I definitely do it. Oh, I, you can I, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Really get caught. Well, I, I, from what I've heard, because I got a, for a weird amount of flight attendant friends, they tell me yeah, as long as uh, they don't see it, they don't care. But they do try to tell you on the, at least down here, they'll say on the intercom, like, 
it is prohibited to drink your own alcohol while on this plane, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you sit there and pull it out your backpack and open it up and dump it in whatever drink they just gave you, you know, get a Coca-Cola or something. Who's going to catch you? I almost gotten in shit one time. It was the one and only time I've ever gotten duty free as I'm walking onto the plane. We're on our way to Mexico. Yeah. And we, they give us our duty free. And usually they give it to you when you're walking off. It was the first time I'd have it in my experience. They gave it to you on the, like getting onto the plane. So one of the guys that I was flying with, he's like, oh, yeah, I had this happen once before. We just drank it on the plane. I'm like, <laughs> All right. So we started drinking it. And it was a 40-pounder from the airport, from the duty-free. And right at the very end, like, I'm sure the stewardess could tell that we were a little worse for wear, and we didn't buy a whole lot from her. She questioned me <laughs> yeah. was in the bottle. I'm like, oh, right. ginger ale. She said, okay, well, just so you know, if it's anything else other than ginger ale, it's like a felony. Yeah. So we don't do that one anymore. <laughs> it's worth the risk. Well, many bottles are way better ideas. Yeah, it's it's more concealable. And I and I don't really drink. I'm the, I'm the party pooper. But like I I do have a bottle of Crown Peach right here in my camp room though. So like, you know I'm, you know I had a drink a couple weeks ago, and usually a bottle like that would take about a year for me to get it down to near the bottom. Well, it's been two months. So like you know I'm I'm stepping it up a little bit, guys. There you go. I'm turning into my. I'm turning my inner alcoholic on, and I'm getting down. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been in, uh, in, imprinted by Justin, I think, too much. Yeah. Well, you got to try some of these then, instead of those flavored liquors. Yeah. Nothing wrong with those either, but. No, nah, I can't do that. I tried Bud Light once. I'm good. <laughs> You're cozy there, Travis. Uh, I got a bush latte because it's what was in the fridge. Yeah. Got a little fireball pounder over here. Nice. Little Sunday fun day. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't drink all the time. I think I do give the illusion that I do because of my videos. But usually, when I go getting on a podcast or something, it just you know keeps you loose. Hey man, hey man, you could do and say whatever you want. You know, it's it's. This is a pretty loose environment, right? Like, keep it that way on purpose. So, um. Hey, you're you're also blue color, aren't you? Though, like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, what were were you oil field? Did I see that right? No, I, I do get a lot. Uh, there's a little bit of a misconception there because the company that I work for for the last I don't know, like since like 2018, they do a lot of uh, maintenance on oil field jobs. So as a I'm a union iron worker we'll go down to some places in like West Texas and we'll like hang all the steel for like their next conveyor building or like a wet plant or like a sand plant, shit like that. But so I'm not in the oil field. All my cousins are, but uh, I'm an iron worker. All right. Like, all right. That's not bad. So like you're right up there with, do you know who uh, Larry Rufton is? Rough iron. Absolutely. Yeah. He was on the podcast a few episodes ago. I love that. Yeah. I, I just did a show out in West Virginia and he sent me a message and said, I can't believe this, but I'm working in Beckley, West Virginia, which was 14 fucking miles from where I was. But he, he just started there on a Sunday and that's when we were heading out after a three day bender. So we did not get to meet up. I was hoping we would. 
Yeah. Three day bender. <laughs> well, that, I mean, these concerts, man, like you go out there, they want, you know, we're the opener. So they want you out there the whole time. So we got out there like Friday. I play like Saturday night and then we leave Sunday. So it was a three day bender. <laughs> and it was Afro man was the headliner. That's awesome. Oh, I thought I saw that man. And, uh, like I was so pumped. I was I was like that was fun. I get to meet Afro man. Like that's legendary, right? Um, yeah, very briefly, but it was cool. Have you have you noticed that the size of the shows since TikTok have gotten bigger? Oh yeah, for sure. The yeah, the shows I was doing before uh, TikTok were all local. Like oh. I had never done never done anything. I was I had uh, like my music was out there. And I was gaining traction, but I never even attempted to do a show outside of Wisconsin and Minnesota. And then after TikTok, there became like a little bit of a demand for it. And then we started that same summer that one way ticket video came out. I already started doing shows. I think we did in like six months. I did like nine states, which is, you know, for a big artist, that's nothing. For me, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's, that's insane. It was wild. Yeah, actually, I get, a, like, a lot of love from Canada, and I've been saying, like, I, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't exactly know how we're going to do it, but I'm trying to do it. Well, it's going to happen. restrictions are gone, bud. Yeah, That's good. Go, go north. The north is calling. Dude. We, uh, we, we like, the north. Yeah, we the north. I got, a, I got a song coming out with a buddy of mine, Jake Lacoste, on the 29th called Up North Boys, and it was the first time we, like, didn't directly say it was about Wisconsin. We wanted it to be all inclusive. So basically, it's about all of us oh, up north, God. boy. That's getting me pumped. That's so so hard right now. Uh, speaking of another <laughs> fellow Canadian, you know, uh, you know who Uncle Hack is? Uncle Hack was episode yeah. seven or eight of my podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a fellow Canadian, big fan of that guy, he was one of the first people I kind of like. I, I just talk to like a lot of people were tagging us in each other's videos saying we look like each other and shit so we started talking to each other in 2021 he just sent me a message and said hey i'm gonna be like 40 minutes away from your uh your hometown doing a show in minneapolis october 3rd if you and caroline will come out i'll have some tickets for you at the door so i think we're gonna go see him next week hell yeah man so I've talked about this a lot. I don't think my whole TikTok journey and my niche, what I do on TikTok would be, I don't think I would be doing what I do without Uncle Hack. Uncle Hack is the pioneer for what I do. Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. Straight up. I work in the oil field, make oil field content. It started with him, right? Yeah. Started with him, like, hands down. And I tell him that all the time. He's been yeah. in my lives. Every time he comes in my life, I bet you that's probably why he doesn't come in my live anymore. I'm like, oh shit, the pioneer. He stopped talking. He stopped texting me too. Oh. Oh, Danger Cat. Yeah, yes, but hey, yeah, I love him. Danger Cats, heavy metal, heavy women, heavy drinking. Yeah, he's a funny dude. I uh, he he popped in on one of my lives. We did a joint live just to like the first time we actually like talk face to face and. Yeah, I've tried to keep in contact with him. I didn't know I was going to actually get to go see him, so that's, that's going to be cool. That is. I cool. plan on going. What a small world, eh? Like, you know, TikTok has brought all these people together, dude. Like, something yeah. Instagram could never have done. Something no. Facebook never done, right? 
TikTok, yeah. man. And they're trying well, to it's it a little bit of a it's it's more personal, I think, because like when you go live, people can see your face. You can even if you're just in the comments, like I've been in a bunch of your lives and dicks all the time. And like even if you're not in the lives, like video wise with them, you can still interact with them through the video and it, it feels a little bit more personal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. does. I, I was so like unbelievable. I remember the first time I went live, I was like, I, I'm not scared to do any of the other type of content. But when I went live, I was like, I sent Caroline a message. I was down in West Texas working and I was like, will you come in the live and like ask me questions every once in a while, just in case, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to say. And so she was in there like kind of probing the conversation and shit, yeah. but it's so much easier than I ever thought. Like just, you just got to just talk and answer questions and take random. When people invite you to talk to them, you click them. And I, I enjoy it actually. It's a lot That's... of fun. I used to have a lot more time to, to yep. do lives and I did them quite often. All I would do, I would just get on after work. Cause I stayed in hotels for weeks at a time. Right. So I'm just alone in my room and I just sit in, in the hotel room and just get pissed drinking beer after work. And yeah. I, I, I did it almost every night because I had nothing else to do. And then just like the first time, you had seven or eight people in your life. Then the next day, you get like 12 or 20. Then the next day, you get like 100. Yeah. It's like people see you and you're – I mean, I wasn't doing anything fancy. I wasn't like getting stupid drunk. But, you know, I'll just right. – I don't really have a filter. And I'd interact with people and call people out and make fun of people too. Yeah. <laughs> people liked it. Yeah, some some get a little wilder than others for me. I've only had a couple get, you know, shut down on the spot. For the most part, they've been pretty good. I was in a pretty wild one of yours. Sorry to interrupt you, Dick. No worries, no worries, man. Go ahead. But you were, what's that, what's the bar in Prescott you guys go to? Well, there's a lot of them in that tiny town, but. Uh, uh, an old dive bar. You were live from, from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we're there's the boat drinks and then the no name or the monkey bar scabs. Scabs, you were at scabs. Yeah, thank you for picking scabs. They say. Yeah, and we you were live. I don't know if I was the first one to do it, but you you mentioned which bar you were at, and <clears throat> people started calling in phone shots. Yeah, and I find it like you after a few minutes, like you had to tell people like. No more shots. Nobody yeah. else can get through on the phone because Scabs is getting bombarded. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they still bring that shit up to me all the time. And, and at first they were acting pissed, which I don't know why they would. And then they were like, now they're like, hey, we should do it again sometime. <laughs> yep. We are like, caller number 22 gets a golden ticket to my mom's Christmas in July. <laughs> that shit was, that yeah. was a good day. That CPS was awesome. Dave was... Dave was with me on that one. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's that was some good times. We recently moved just outside of Prescott, so it's like it's very weird for me because I never like uh, very briefly in my life did I not live there, and now when I go there, I start drinking, and then I'm like, "Fuck!" Like I got to get a ride home or something. Or I'm gonna end up sleeping on someone's couch. Like it's so weird to not be able to just like walk up to my trailer and crash. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like I lived uh, like thirty of the thirty-three years of my life there. Hey and man, I, I was actually I was actually gonna say congratulations on the move. By the way, the house is absolutely beautiful. Thank I mean, you, we man. Posted it on uh, Instagram, I believe it was. Yeah, thank you. It's a. Uh, yep. 
it's like a it's a much of a fixer upper it's going to take us many years to do but we are so excited to be here like it's awesome it's beautiful man it's still beautiful right it's it's oh, it's, it's it's all it's ours and it's so beautiful and uh my fiance caroline she is a real estate agent so like like she facilitated the whole thing it was just a fateful scenario how it ended up in our hands but uh yeah, she she killed the deal. I, I was blessed because like most people have to go through this big pain in the ass process and they they might not even like their real estate agent, but mine was just flawless. I see I see Caroline come in sometimes with like a clipboard, you know? And yeah. I've got almost like seventy so almost a hundred K on TikTok followers. You've got like what, eight hundred thousand just about? Oh, that's an overstatement. I, I'm, I'm under 700, but appreciate oh, you. Yeah. Whatever, man. You Creeping know, up there. Hey, by hey. the time this comes out two weeks from now, it could be almost a million. Who knows? Yeah, I think I, think I see once people find out I was on this podcast, it should launch me somewhere around a million. Oh, there you go, bro. It happened here on, on the throne. You're welcome. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Everyone a little dick in their life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that so, true? So where I was going with that is I see her with a clipboard. As a guy who has a hundred thousand, I'm fucking busy all the time. I can only imagine how swamped you are and how you don't remember things. You can't. People try to tell you stuff, and you know it's like someone else has to write this shit down. Yeah. yeah well, she 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 started getting me into that. I I lived my whole entire life. I, I got a great memory. I lived my whole entire life just like remembering everything in my mind. And then this TikTok thing happened and I just started failing miserably on just keeping track of what was happening. And she gave me this giant calendar. Like it's got all the months in one row, like the whole month is in one row. And I'm like, now I can write shit down and see it without that. I don't know what I would do. She helps me keep yep. my schedule. Yep. Yep. My wife, my wife's right there doing the same shit for me. And it started with the merch line, man. The merch line. When we dropped the merch line, I didn't have a website yet. So yeah. I was getting people to send me orders through inbox. And boy, was that messy. Right? I and bet. I had to get to the point where like, I had to create a separate email and be like, hey, my wife is taking control of this. Send your shit there. Because yeah. I don't want nothing to do with it. It's never going to get to you. And then like within a couple weeks... I actually had someone fall into my lap that created websites. And now she's like, she might as well be family. Uh, you know, she's amazing. Corso Chris, shout out to her. She's got a candy store just outside of Edmonton now. And uh, she created my website. And dude, you know, I none of us have to remember that shit anymore. We just check the email. Oh, someone ordered something. Here you go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, bet I, love, I bet you there's still orders from that first couple weeks yeah. haven't gone out yet. It's been two years. I bet you there's still orders lost. You should you should go back and check and then hit someone up and be like, hey, bro, I got you, man. It's on the way. They're like, no shit. <laughs> two years later. Well, someone, I know for sure someone's hat just went out that ordered it almost a year and a half ago. So. Oh, dang. My brother, actually, my, my scenario, uh, there's so many things that lined up really good for me on this whole thing, but... Uh, I was at my brother's house. He uh, produces a hunting TV show, a national hunting TV show. So he is way more on the computer, websites, content, cameras, all that shit. Way more than me. I was just the music guy. And uh, 
one day we're out at his house. I was staying at his house because there was a job close by. And he's like, hey, we should uh, make you a website so you could sell T-shirts because people always ask you and you don't have them. So we sat down and made this website. I didn't have a TikTok or any way to promote it. It was just like going to put it on my Facebook. And so, hey, if anyone wants a shirt, this is where they're at. And we figured if I sell like 18 shirts, it would pay for the year of the website or whatever. So when the TikTok thing took off, I already had all that shit in place. I had a website. I had a logo hand drawn. That logo, everyone. That was awesome. So thank you. Uh, you know, now with AI, I think people just naturally assume it's one of those. But uh, there's a local artist. I pretty much did every everything that I have on my music was like, at first at least was all from people from Prescott. And I was trying to highlight all the artists and people from my hometown. And one kid, like three years younger than me, Lewis Kaufman. And he's like a video game designer kind of does like these really cool things. I've never seen graphic design. And I was like, Hey bro, I know it's probably not a priority of yours, but if you would take a little side job, I really want a logo drawn. And he was like, what's the logo? So I sent him a picture of myself. One day I want to make a TikTok about this. I got these pit vipers on way before I heard a heat wave. And my hair was barely peeking out below my fucking ears, like right here. And I was like, so hear me out. And this is way before the mullet thing took off too. I mean, I know it's always been popular, but the, the resurgence of it, yeah. I, so 2019, that's about where we're at. I sent him a picture and it was like me doing this. And I was like, picture me with this massive, majestic mullet. That's where I want to be by the time this logo comes out. I'm growing it now. Clearly, I'm not there. That's what I want is the logo. And I sent him some 80s font. He drew like this. At first, it was like this way too big. Like I would never have achieved it. And we toned it down a little bit and we got that. He hand drew the whole thing. And uh, by the time I released the logo, my hair was kind of catching up. And then by the time that the TikTok, I made that my first picture, I've never changed it. It was the first picture I put on my, my profile picture. And by the time that shit kicked off, I was the exact person that the picture was. It was right so, there? Yeah, like, I, I, like, I mean, damn close. Like, I wouldn't say it was perfect, but like, I was so close to it. And I was like, he drew that. I might as well had a buzz cut. Like it was like, this is where I'm going to be in two years. And it, it took him because it wasn't a priority of his. It took him like nine months to get me the damn picture back. But yeah, yeah. It, I don't know, man, it just felt like things just lined up. And then a crazy thing about that picture was, is that shortly after that, this like mullet community, like, that's the first podcast I ever did. It doesn't exist anymore, but it was called the burn barrel. And it, they said, would you be on this? It's about mullets and mental health. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And so I got on it from like a hotel in Texas. And that's how I ended up in the, the mullet uh, competition, the USA mullet competition, which ultimately also helped me out way more than I ever imagined. Like that community, like, like rallied behind it. I, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it other than that, but like it was a perfect storm of scenarios 
and I had the merch lined up. I had the logo. I had a whole album out already. By the time that people caught on to my songs and shit, I had, I don't know, 18, 20 songs out. So it was like, it wasn't like one thing popped off and I was like, oh, now I'm going to go try to be an artist. I already was doing it. Just nobody gave a fuck before. And then one day it did. Fuck yeah. That's kind of how it lined up for me, at least. Everything just went. So you already had the merch and yeah. the mullet, hey. then the website, then the TikTok, and then the music, too. What's yeah, like, like the, the mullet was like, it was, it was shorter when my TikTok started going, but it was, it was good. It was good and flowacious, and then the mullet trend kind of took off, so I, that favored me as well. Yeah. Where's your mullet, Billy? Where's your mullet, Billy? Yeah, it, it's gone now. It used to be there. It wasn't nearly as luscious as yours is, but I it was, it was there for a while. One? I can't grow <laughs> you, anything. You could. The hair, Your the girl stole back. it. The scarlet coming back. I haven't been able to grow hair right here in years, and I changed up my diet this summer, man. And I'm telling you, I'm growing hair where I've never had hair before. I believe it. Diet Dick, is important. Dick Dick Frost is Dick. Well, Dick Frost now he has a middle name and it's Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Harry Frost. Dick Harry Frost. Hey, uh, what's your what's your heat wave code? Heat wave code is DPK. Yeah, mine's Frost yep. eighty nine ten, buddy. Frost eighty nine ten. Yeah, Frost that was another. 10. That's one thing that I uh, that was when I really started <laughs> to realize the power of of TikTok. I got I saw heat waves like. Pretty early on, I was like, I already didn't like kind of the direction that Pit Viper was going. There was a weird people that were starting to rally behind that company. And I've always been the type, type of person where something gets really popular, I kind of go the other way. So I was like, fuck that. I'm going to wear these instead. I started wearing those. And all my videos, I had them on every video. And I kept trying to tell the company, and they didn't give a shit at the time. And so I took a message that they sent me and I posted it on my TikTok that said, basically, we don't have any room on the roster. Sorry. Yeah. And my fucking followers were like, TPK is the motherfucking roster. And they started messaging them when it says like the little bonus comment when you're ordering them. They started filling the comments in with like dirty Prescott kids or nothing. And they're sending me these screenshots. And I was like, yeah, boys and girls, yeah. And then pretty soon the company reached out and they were like, hey, buddy, um, sorry <laughs> about that. Um, here's a discount code and we're sending you a box of a couple pairs. Nothing crazy, but that was like my first relationship. And now they treat me very good. I love them. I still buy them on a regular basis. Like for every two they send me, I buy three pairs. Yep. Yeah, I, I constantly, I constantly represent that company, and I'm still not on the roster. I never was, but if it wasn't for my my people sending all those messages, they never would have even answered me. They should do a DPK edition. You know how they had the Chevy Heartland of America yeah. edition ones. Yeah, they should do a DPK edition one, man. They I should put like I, the blue I, and pink lines, like your logo dude, colors. I would love it. Yes. I would love it. I sent an email to them last year and I'm like, we should, we should link up and do a Dick Frost pair, you know? Yeah. And they're like, bro, we would love that, but uh, we can't right now, man. All I got to yeah. do is get my followers to like, Dude, they, Hey, that's, they wouldn't even answer me. My, my, uh, 
my producer sent him a bunch of messages when they said, uh, it, you know, it was probably some, the social media marketing guys, not the company said that, but somebody messaged him back and said, sorry, there's no room on the roster. And so I just, I just took that and ran with it and sent it to the peeps. But they, the funny thing is a guy even sent me a video. Uh, they got a DBK version, dirt, dirt bike kids. And a guy got a pair and scratched out a brand new pair scratched out part of the B or whatever I made it say DPK. And I was like, that's as close as we're ever going to get to my own custom awesome. pair, buddy. Hell yeah, man. I love but no, I, I love the company and I, I represent them religiously. They could probably say, yo, we don't like you. And I'd still do it because so they make amazing stuff. They're fucking man, they're durable, comfy. man. And they're durable. Man. They are. They are comfortable and they're durable, man. Like, so these are my third pair of the blue ones, obviously. Uh, I got to get the blue. They're frosty, right? Yeah. And so I had them in my pocket and I work on the road crew in the summertime and they fell out of my pocket and got run over. All that happened was it cracked right here and like it was still hanging on. And I, oh, yeah? if I put like a blue, not blue, but if I put like a uh, clear tape there, you could probably still see like a scratch or something, man. But I, I emailed my, I don't know, what would you call him, a handler? I emailed my handler. A picture yeah, my handler. Of my hand. Yeah, I emailed a picture of uh, them to my handler. I'm like, man, I'm super impressed with these. These just got run over. And yeah. like, all that's wrong is one of the lenses is fucked. And it's not yeah. even that bad. He's like, new pair on the way. Like On the way. Oh, dude, I didn't even care about that, man. I just, I just You can just get a new, new lenses for him, too, no? Yeah, yeah. you can. What I like they're, about them. They're is, interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, what I, I like about them, them now is that the logo on the side now is the, all of them are like gold. Oh, yeah. I love that. The new, I got new yeah. ones sticking around. Just these are the ones that are. Oh, I love those ones. I lost those at a wedding. I got to get those again. Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your guys' favorite um, edition of the Heat Waves, I guess? Laser Face for sure. That, they... Laser Face? Okay. I, I, my. my Laser face, and then I also wear like uh, the interceptor 2.0 when I need to be like kind of suave, you know. I have uh, well, the future texts are probably my favorite favorite, but I've got a pair around here that are the vices and they're the gold lenses. Holy oh, yeah, shit, yeah. fucking fire! Like, yeah, dude, like I love them, and they can't. I got the side shields with them so I can wear them at work, and yeah, oh, dude, they're just amazing. I remember I was at work one time and uh, my boss, I was like waiting for him to come up and try to talk shit. Cause they're like, Hey, you can't, you can't be wearing like your own glasses here. And I knew that they were rated and completely legit. I had the side shields and everything. And I was like, Oh yeah. And I whipped them bitches off and showed them. And he was like, how do I get these? Yeah. My boss at the time was just pissed about like, you can't wear those. You got to wear safety glasses. I'm like, they are. Yep, yep. They're, they're just badass. We had, safety, <laughs> we had a couple safety officers going around telling people they can't wear the, the pit vipers on set. Yeah. They can't wear the pit vipers or anything that look like pit vipers, and he just keeps walking by me, right? He's had this argument before. He knows he's yeah. not going to win it. He saw my yeah. shit, and he just kept going. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, bud. You know. You ain't going to win uh, That type of shit, I don't know why that just – irks me now because you know i've been i've been heat wave game for a while and people are like oh i love your pit vipers and i'm like 
These ain't pit vipers, y'all. These ain't pit vipers, boy. I don't get the hype behind the pit vipers, man. Like, they're uncomfy. They are. Cheap. Yeah. They're, like, expensive and cheap. Yeah. Like, those are, like, 130, 140 bucks, man. Yeah. And they suck. What a flex. Yeah. They suck compared to eight Yeah. <laughs> they're like the way they like curl around like i don't yeah it's uncomfortable across the board and like that little adjustment piece they have yeah yeah I, I only had one pair and oh i i inherited a pair when i got second place in the mullet competition and they're still in the box i mean i haven't even taken them out to look at them no why would you well you know i just maybe i'll give them to a kid or something someday or keep them in the box and I like throwing. A, I, every once in a while, I throw a pair to a a fan or a kid at a concert. Like, what a good thing to catch from the crowd! Everyone's throwing koozies. I'll throw a pair of sunglasses out every once in a while. Can't do it all the time. Well, no, they ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> Unless they start sending you some gear. I would love. I would love to develop a relationship with them like that. But I feel like they're they. they they got kind of like their little market down and, and I guess if I like race dirt bikes or I was like somebody that could jump a car over my house or something, I think they'd get on it. But rapper, wild, sometimes politically outspoken. I feel like they kind of like probably not. Nah, maybe. maybe. You know what? You might be onto something there. Just, you got, you got a, a mouth that, they probably just don't want to be affiliated with. <laughs> I, I get it. I as long as long as maybe from a big a big corporation like that. Man, I'm realistic enough to to understand that. That's why I still represent them. And I'm like, if y'all could even just love me from afar, I will religiously rep you. And nobody could deny. I mean, if you look at my TikTok, top to bottom, I don't even know what that would equate to marketing wise. But after all the years now of doing this, I know. That's worth something. I mean, that it, I don't know what you could put a price tag well, on I'm looking at. Because of you, because I saw them on you, and everyone else was wearing pit vipers, and I'm like, those are awesome. And I figured yeah, out and I they are. Well, there you go. I appreciate that. But now we're all wearing them. That's right. Hell yeah! It happened for me pretty cool too, in a pretty cool way too. I was working on a rig, and uh, the rig hands were, you know, they were like, "Hey, bud, you should." You should try wearing these glasses and tagging Heat Wave in a couple videos, you know, see if they'll rep you or if they'll let you rep them. I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So I, that was my first foray into that kind of thing. So I put them on and, um, you know, I'm, I'm wearing them around site. I made a couple videos and I tagged Heat Wave in them. And, you know, a couple weeks later, I look back and I missed a couple messages from them. They're like, hey, man, like. Would you like to be like a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I was gonna say an affiliate. An affiliate. Affi- yeah, yeah. I knew it started with an A. So, yeah, it could be apprentice too. Yeah, it could be an apprentice. So I'm like, hell yeah, why not? The boys on the rig just wanted them because they wanted a code, right? They're like, sure. Yeah, we got it in. Yeah. yeah. So they yes. ordered, like they ordered them by the by the boatload every fucking time. That's every, awesome. You can't say get it. It's great. I was just going to show you my other ones that I just got there. You know, I've always gotten the dark shaded ones, right? The blue ones. I got a set of purples and the gold ones. And you can, they're never good for night shift, right? So I finally broke down and I got a pair of uh, clear yellows. 
right? Oh, yeah? So now I can rep the heat waves at night, too. Yeah. I always wanted to get a pair of clears, and I, I, I never did. Because, like, you know, at work and shit, like, whether you're welding and grinding and whatever, like, the darks would be taking them off or trying to look out the top. And yeah. like you said, nights, you ain't seeing shit out of them at night, the regular ones. Yeah. But I never never got a pair. But, but so yeah, you like I mean, them? Yeah. Oh, I fucking, I love them. They're, they're fucking tight. Yeah. The heat wave's tight. I mean, cheers to heat wave, honestly. Cheers. Cheers to heat waves. Boys. Love them. I, I just got water. That's eight. You can drink whatever. I got to go grab drink. a new one of these, by the way. I'll be right back in one second. Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. So what, what, what would be your favorite? What's one of your favorite songs? You know, every artist has to have a song that they're, like, most proud of, right? Like, that, the one that they've, like, put so much work and effort into and, and that when it when that hard work comes back in spades, you know what I mean? It paid off. Like, what, what's that for you? I guess I, I, I love them all for different reasons and everything. I think my favorite song I made is called Own Team. Uh, just my feelings behind it when I made it, uh, the vibe of the song. I also would put uh, my song Keys up there because it was about me trying to get out of work to go meet up with my girl and a couple of friends down in the Florida Keys and I, they were trying to make it seem like I couldn't get out of work to go there and shit. So I made this song, fuck work. I'm going to go down to the keys. And like, I showed my boss, like saying like, I'm going to get the people to rally behind this. Uh, I love, I, I say, so own team, I would say is my favorite, uh, but rage in, I, I have to love that song for what it, it did for me because a lot of, I don't know, the way that you guys brought up the one-way ticket thing, uh, Rage In, a song of mine, blew up a month and a half before I even made the one-way ticket video. That was that was popping out for me because I made an audio talking about the one friend that you go out to eat with and you know you're coming out of that wasted. And yeah. people just started tagging their best party partner. And that song took off like a bat out of hell and it did everything for me like it literally launched my songs into playlists i never imagined being on getting to do concerts one-way ticket as a tiktok did not sell my songs if anything it confused people because they were like <laughs> well they're like well we just want to see you in care I, I got like a couple hundred thousand followers that came in hoping that they were just going to see me and Caroline singing country songs. And I was like, guys, I was already at a hundred thousand. I'm a fucking rapper. Like, like I love country, but like, you're going to get a little bit of all that. So it was like, if anything, it confused people and changed my fan base a little bit, but Rage well, in. You were right in there in the mix with, with the, the white country boy rap that came out. Cause that is yep. hype now. Like, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't think a lot of us knew exactly what I, I always thought I was just making rap. Uh, but when that genre started to pop off and I found myself right in the mix of there, yeah. I mean, I embraced the shit out of it because I know the topics I was talking about. I was just trying to rap about things that were relevant to me and like around me and my 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 life and it resonated in that genre of country rap and i didn't know that was about to be like a sub genre 
but I, I, I fucking love it. Like it's, it's oh, awesome. Yeah. Some of it gets a little weird now that it's blown up so much. Like people just get into it and just start making it out of nowhere. But all the people that I've met, my, uh, my peers in the genre are epic people and shit. We go out to these mud events and it's just like, it's everything I wanted to do my whole life. Like just oh, redneck shit getting wild. Like I love it. Yeah. You know, I'm not really into that whole scene, but I love that music. Right. Yeah. Like it's like breakup songs. Right. I've been with my wife yeah. for 17 years, actually 17 years today. Uh, so we, nice. that. but, but so I've been with my wife for 17 years and you know, breakup songs just, you know, I feel them. I'm like, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But po- raging party songs, I that's never been my scene, and I'm just like, fuck yeah, we're going. You still Bob your head. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'm, when, when I know. Going back to that rage in popping off, I remember when uh, when you were like duetting and stitching everybody who was making videos with your sound on it, and I had done one, like. <coughs> a month or two before you started doing that. And then I saw you popping up in your duetting and stitching everybody. And I remember I harassed your ass too. Cause I was like, man, I did this before it was cool. And I don't yeah, know yeah. like what the hell is going on. Did, did I never make it around to do one? Did I never oh, do at you? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I thought I did. I was going to say, cause I feel as if, I've known you now for a while, at least off of TikTok. And I'm like, I know I got around to doing that. No, you did, yeah. But that was that was a like a great decision. And I did it out of just like I was so genuinely excited that everyone was doing it. And I just wanted to find the coolest ones and duet it. And it only made people start going harder, I think. Like other oh, people yeah. started going, like, well, maybe I'll get a duet. And there's, it got to the point where there's no freaking way I could have started duetting them all. You would have been doing it all day. One guy, I'll never, uh, the one guy I probably owe at least a case of beer to, he uh, had the number one video on the sound forever. It probably still is. But he like rolled into his office building with this like toilet paper gun and just dusted everybody. Like it was like this giant gun and it just shot toilet paper as a TP machine. Really? And just started dusting everybody. And that video, I don't know, it had like 7 million views or something. And I was like, how lucky am I that you could have put any goddamn song to that? Yeah. And you chose mine. It was awesome. Hell yeah. But I always appreciate the people more that like, like clearly, like, you know, I know that there's people that just take songs that are buzzing and they put it to like, a video they already have. I always like the people that you can tell either are doing the song, like they know the words or they went out of their way to make a video. That's very relevant to the song's topic. Those are the ones I'm always looking for. Fuck. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you. Hit me. Do you know what viscosity is? Viscosity. Um, it's been a while since I was in, a class like that, but I feel like it has something to do. I'm I'm picturing a swirly water in a, a beaker viscosity. I'm feel ah got him. Definition wise, is it like? I am just gonna make something up right now. Is it like something to do with like the density of water, where something could maybe float in it or not? Yeah, the yeah, of the the load. Thick, yeah, the thickness of the load. Okay. 
So I'm, so I wasn't too far off. You're not too no. far off. The thickness of the uh, road is pretty. We're pretty much there. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, we're pretty much there. I, I feel like it had something to do with chemistry or something. Do you, do you ever test the thickness of your load? No, I've never tested it, but other people have. Other. How exactly have they tested? It? <laughs> I, don't really rec I don't. What, what it depends on what kind of load we're talking about here. Well, what kind of load do you want to talk about? You know, like this is up to you. Uh, I don't know. I got a load of things on my mind right now. <laughs> so where I'm <laughs> and they're all dirty. Where I'm going with it, it's the podcast is sponsored by the Mud Man. He's gonna love the Mud Man. The mud man, you know. The mud man. The mud. Stay Put dirty. Put your load in the mud, yeah. Put your load right. in. That sounds like a good washing machine commercial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what's a good washing? Uh, never mind. I'm not, I don't know where I'm going to go with that one. Uh, anyway, where I'm going with this is the, the podcast is sponsored by the mud man. www.mudmanmarket.com for all your laboratory uh, testing equipment and drilling fluid needs. Um. Put your load in it. Test Put it your out. load in it. Put your load. Too in easy. It. Get her. Get it in her. It's a viscosity. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I was the first episode that was sponsored by the Mudman, or one I, of the first. I think it was one of the first that was sponsored it was, by the Mudman. And our conversation about viscosity went completely off the rails. And I have my wife with me on the podcast with it because she's a blue collar girl. So he had us on to talk about being blue collar and working away and all that jazz. And the viscosity thing came up and it, it went sideways. <laughs> yeah. Invite 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 the Mudman to your next Bukaki party. Yeah. There yeah. You go. <laughs> Bring your oh, beakers. Shit. Bring, Bring your, your beakers. beakers. That's the word I was thinking about. The old, the old glass jar, the beaker mm. viscosity. It's right up in there in my I, all the things you forget, you know. Yeah, dude. The Bunsen burner. No, um, the Mud Man's a solid dude. I, he recently was engaged, you know. So shout out to him. We're still working yeah. on getting our own sponsor on the podcast. It hasn't happened yet. He's been super busy. He's been super busy. I, I can't hold it against him. You know, he listens though. He takes time yeah. out to listen and Ms. he knows Gossie we're talking. Is, uh, it's not a thing that you can rush. You gotta take your time and, and put right. some care into viscosity. That's right. If, you know what? Viscosity is not a thing you can rush. Take care no. of your load while you still <laughs> right. Before yep. your body, ah, uh, see that just takes it. Yeah, no, take care of your load while you still can. Yeah, we'll leave. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, hey, do you think you could uh, play us, rage in, like, like perform it? Like, like without the beat. Fuck, play. play oh no, I'll put it on. I'll the... do it with you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I probably could get it on here. Is Carolyn in the background? No, that's an American flag. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. She she had to go to a. She might be back now. She had to go to a work meeting in Prescott to uh, a place that she works once a month at the bar. Sweet, but yeah, work meetings at the bar. Yeah, dude. I mean, she she 
works there just so she can, you know, she said she really missed talking shit to people. And she used to be the best bartender in Prescott, but she just real estate got too busy and she couldn't do it anymore. And a lot of people miss her. It was, it was fun for me. Cause I just got to go down there, sit across from her and just, you know, and just enjoy. I'm sure it wasn't that fun for her, but yeah. You're I'll throw on. Oh, I, I feel like there was definitely some times where she would disagree with that, but I feel like I was her most consistent customer. And then she got lucky. She she got to bring me home afterwards, like Best which just is, yeah. Well, that I had to do. The whole thing. Yeah, I gave her a tip every time, no doubt. It's oh, like I was stiffing her. What kind of tip are we talking about? Well, at the time, I was talking about a money tip, but like if I could hold my shit just together enough till you know they get out of there at three, four in the morning. I would definitely be down to give her the tip when she got home. But yeah. You're giving then, her the bag. Yeah. That's when you that's when you find out. That's when you get home though and you find out that like you're just thinking that she's drinking the whole time with you and you're like, God, that was a good night. And she's like, Was it? Yeah. <laughs> like 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 she's sitting there drinking a Red Bull, like, dude, you guys were so fucking dumb. The stuff you're talking about. No, she she pretty much embraces everything that we do. So if we were down there getting a little wild she'd tell us i love that that's that's a supportive woman right there oh she she's as supportive as they come i can't give her enough credit and and what she i i appreciate that because i also have one because i can be a handful myself yeah i give my wife a handful but yeah they can be hand in hand with us too once in a while or most of the time oh yeah 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 they can be a handful too but i feel like i definitely have done more things that like would probably make more people run away and she just like embraces it she's like this ain't nothing that's my man so yeah so i when when she is a handful i'm like i I can't just act like oh just because you're a handful today like i wasn't the last six like she's had to do a lot (laughs) and she and one thing i also want to say she dj'd for me like my first six out of state shows because I would have had to pay somebody uh, that we couldn't really facilitate to come with us on the, you know, like we might be going out on just a minimal budget and we got to bring them with us. No, we made it kind of a couple's vacation slash Dirty Prescott Kids Adventure. So she, even though she didn't want to, she hopped up in that DJ booth and played all my songs for me. Stick the hands up when she needed to. So I'll never She's forget that. She's your ride or die. She's your ride Dude, or die. Dude, no doubt. So... I've noticed with my wife, and it's like that with your wife and definitely Billy's wife, um, you know, I work away for, like, weeks at a time. Like, right now I'm in the exactly the middle of a six-week hitch away from home. And, you know, so that's already hard. But then she embraces the social media aspect of it, too, right? She's like, you know, so when I'm gone and when I have a little bit of free time, she's come to terms with the fact that, some of my downtime is not going to be, you know, isn't going to be for her. Right. It's sure. This is my outlet. Right. Mm-hmm. So I need, I need to decompress too. And this is how I do it. And she, she respects that, you know? So, yeah. you know, uh, we've had lots of conversations about it. You know, there are nights where I go live on TikTok, and then there are nights where she's like, Hey, not tonight, come talk to me. Right. And it's like, yeah. all right, we'll shut her down. We'll spend time with her for sure. You know? So, 
That's and and I love that. You know, I love that yeah. she's she's down to clown, right? Yeah, she's down to clown. She's yeah, dirty. and yeah, she's dirty. That's that is awesome though, because I I feel the same way. Like sometimes I'm like, yo, like I gotta like I gotta do this podcast. I know, like previous. A uh, long time ago, girlfriends that I dated would have thought ninety percent of the stuff that I'm doing now is like, like, unless you're making a million dollars, that's nothing what you're doing. But she sees every little thing that I say I got to do as a thing of value. Like I say, I'm gonna go get on this podcast. She doesn't say, "What is it, Joe Rogan?" She goes, "Sounds good. Hope it goes good." That's like, next. Yeah. On, right? Who knows? Yeah. Well, on the throne. Hey, on the throne with Dick leads to Joe Rogan or Jordan, not Jordan Peterson, maybe, yeah. but maybe Theo Vaughn comes calling. Maybe Theo yeah. Vaughn. Maybe DPK leads to Joe Rogan being on, on the throne <laughs> podcast. Dude, dude oh, we could get man. Joe on here. Hey, hey, Joe, are you down? I feel like uh, I would be down to do all those podcasts, but as much as I'm a fan of Jordan Peterson, I don't think I'd need him psychoanalyzing me like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to find... I don't want to find out what's that deep in my brain, dude. I'd rather talk to Theo Vaughn. I'm more on his, like, plane. Yeah, yeah I you know? love that guy's podcast. I listen to it religiously. I know. I, I actually think he might be – I came to the conclusion I think Theo Vaughn might be a super genius, and the way he, like, portrays himself is, like, this – it's, like, part of the genius. Like, he's smarter than the people he's talking to. Oh, you can and tell so he's, he's – he, he comes across as his own self portraying himself – as being not intelligent. Yeah. But yeah. just the way he talks, you By can design. tell he's smart yeah. he, he portrays oh, yeah. himself. He, he oh, comes yeah. up with every every response is like this, but he says these like off the cuff things that you're like, where did that come from? Like I don't I don't You're just okay. You're just yeah, you're just yeah. you're just you're just catching it on or cluing into what he's just said and he's already on to the next. Yeah, oh, for sure. Your brain can't keep up with what he's doing, right? No. You're laughing at this, and he's already over here. Yeah. Right? Oh, and my God. your brain catches up to that, and you're like, ah, and he's like, oh, man, I fucking love the guy. I, there's so many times, I, like, I, I won't even be able to remember all my favorite quotes, but, like, the one when he was, uh, he was saying, uh, oh, he's like, imagine, imagine if there's, like, some... Chinese guy sitting there and he's like, last night we let the liquor talk. And then they're they're like, what? (laughs) Like that ain't Chinese. And what was with the, I don't know, like his response to everything. He was talking to Hulk Hogan. You could tell Hulk Hogan, like like he got wide eyed a couple of times. Like what brother? (laughs) I don't know. He's a genius. I don't know if he yeah. studied when he had Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan on, or if he just has a wide knowledge of wrestling. But when Ric it Flair sounds like he does, him, yeah, that guy yeah. like knew a lot, right? It was like, man, I don't like wrestling, but I know who Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair is. Can I have a conversation Dude. with them about wrestling? Yeah. I can probably yeah. figure it out. Like, I just wing it as I go. But like, he didn't wing that. Dude, he was naming like people on like like those tiny organizations and shit that they like yep. these guys would know him, none of us would and he's like yeah i used to watch that that side wrestling thing and he's naming people off and they're like oh yeah i know him i know him like i think they were impressed at his wrestling knowledge yeah yeah i, yeah. I only know shit about wrestling because i had a uh, my mom dated this really weird dude when i was younger and he had a couple kids one of the kids was obsessed with wrestling 
and I actually kind of bonded with this kid, but he was like in high school and we were like in elementary school and this kid would just be like, all right, here's what we're going to do, boys. We're going to go outside. I'm going to test all these wrestling moves on you because I'm going to be a wrestler someday. So me and my brother were out there just getting the shit kicked out of us, like getting the last ride from Undertaker, choke slam from hell, sweet chin music. Like he was just dropping us. And then we'd go upstairs and play GameCube like it never happened. And my mom's always like, where'd you get that fat lip? And I was like, oh, Paul just gave Colton the last ride outside. And I tried to back him up. And then he scissor kicked me in the face. And I don't think he ever made it into the pro wrestling, but uh, it was a great childhood memory. One time he, he pulled a Happy Gilmore and he was, we had a swing set. And this kid, he said he was training for a, uh, the wrestling like ultimate fighter or whatever that was. And he was letting us swing as high as we could. And he'd step in front of us and let us just blast him in the chest, just kick him. And he was oh, just yeah. training for wrestling. So we just did it. Hey, Whoa. Philly, is that Amanda behind you? Yeah, she uh, just got home from a uh, girls weekend. So I apologize. Big but shout out to Amanda. What's up, Amanda? How are you? What's up, Amanda? Amanda. Come say There's hi, your ride or die. Your ride or dies in the house. Amanda. What's up? Oh, nothing much. Just dying. Dying? What do you mean? On a girls run for like a, a 10K run in Banff. So. Ooh. So, Sounds fun. Good for you. How are those quads? Yeah, they're sore. <laughs> <laughs> you look so. good. You, you, you've lost a lot of weight during that run. Uh, a lot of confidence, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I don't think I'd even want to run a 1K right now. No. <laughs> On the best of days. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't pay me to run a 10K, never mind have Hold me on. pay you to participate. Yeah, you, I got to work on that. Do, do you know what a 1K is? You're on them freedom units. Uh, no. Oh. Travis. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess like in my in my uh, units, like one uh, k would be like around the block, probably. I think it's like five point five miles, like point. Well, like a five, like a five k is like what three miles, three point two. <clears throat> six miles is ten kilometers. Six miles, ten kilometers. Because I feel like when they have like a, they're like, oh, we're having the. Gobblegate 5K or whatever. It's like three three and some change or something. Yeah. What's a gobblegate? What is that? That's like like the the weird people in the United States that run uh, the morning after Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving morning or whatever, because Wednesday is like the biggest bar night of the United States. Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And some families go and run the next day. And some families just bask in their hangovers. Yeah. My family was not the runners. <laughs> Mine wouldn't have been runners either. Oh, they, Although were runners. I, they were just beer runners. Yeah, beer runners or running from the cops or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. no, you go down Wednesday before Thanksgiving. This is party. I'd have to be on the sidelines with like a six pack of PBRs or something, like cheering them on. Yeah. You don't catch my ass with a number of my <laughs> running down those roads. Dude, I, I did run cross country one year of my life in high school, freshman year, because it was the only way I could make the poster, like varsity. And although I was impressed with how good a shape I got in, 
gosh, is that sport hard to get good at? Like you just got to just keep, there's no way to get good other than running. You just run, run, run hills. I, I don't know. I don't know. I would like to do a marathon someday, but I don't think I will. I will not be doing that. No, no, I'm good. Like I, I kind of would like to know I did it somehow. Something in me tells me like, dude, wouldn't well, that be you sweet? Have the physique where you could potentially do it. I am so far beyond <laughs> that it's well, just not possible anymore. Physically, he's got the heart of a lion, but like, or the physique of a lion, anyways. But are you heart healthy? Me? Yeah. I guess it's been a while since I found out. I think it's start, all right. Start eating them Cheerios, bud. We all know Cheerios don't do a damn thing for your heart. <laughs> well, that's not what the box says. That's not what the box says. The box is lying. <laughs> it's like, may help, may help lower your cholesterol. No. I'm not even going to get into that, but Cheerios, no. <laughs> I, I do, I do uh, stay in pretty good shape. I don't really work out as much anymore, but uh, iron work and... Uh, all kinds of other things keep me in shape. Well, like what? Caroline. Caroline. <laughs> jumping around on stage, Caroline. carrying logs, swinging axes. Because I've been, I haven't even been in those lights, but I've been near them. And just being on stage in those lights without jumping around, it's got to be hot. Oh, it's hot. Yeah. They got, they got so many damn things pointed down at you and you don't really like notice it until you're up and you're nervous like the nervous you're already sweating when yeah, i get out there but when people try to hug you afterwards that's one thing i'm like um okay <laughs> like on you. oh yeah it is on you because i am sweating bad I was one time i did nervous. so i was what? gonna say the nerve thing because i emceed my very first event ever yesterday i've never done it before yeah. And uh, there was only like eh, probably a couple hundred, like three, 300 people, maybe 400 people there, right? Just That's walking around. And people, it was outside. So, you know, I think people were like walking around and checking things out. And I get on the mic the first time she hands me the mic. And I'm like, what the fuck do I say? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I start talking and I'm like shaking and like I'm sweating. And, Good. uh, Oh, dude, it was crazy. I can talk uh, through a phone I didn't expect that screen. to come out of your mouth, actually. I thought, dude, well, you seem super excited about it. I am. Yeah. I was. I you was. a talker. And after I realized that nobody was fucking listening to what I was saying anyways, because they were walking around doing their thing, I was like, this is easy. Buddy next to me, though, he was laughing at everything I had to say. So basically, I was just like, I was just, you know, emceeing for this guy all day. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this guy gets yeah. it. Yeah. At the end of the day, the, the, my the, dog. Planner, the event player playoff planner came over and was like, hey, you did great today. I'm like, are you just saying that or what? Because I felt like I loved it, but did they love it? She's like, no, 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 no. You can't hear what they're doing way the fuck over there. But every time you talked, everyone chuckled. Right. It was just, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm Yeah, good. Right. Like, that made me feel so good, you know, and I can't wait to do it again. Nice. It is, it is a different experience uh, going up and talking on a microphone to any crowd. Some people would never even attempt it. I give credit to anyone that does. I've done a couple weddings 
which I, I, I want to retire from that business, but God damn, does it feel weird to have that amount of power in your shoulders? Like the bride could hate you for the rest of your life. If you fuck this up (laughs) and and you know, everyone's just sitting there thinking like faster you're done, the faster we get to eat and drink. Like they don't really care what you say, but they also do like, they would never forget it. If you mess it up, I I got more nervous for that than I did my concerts, you know, Really, you know, it is because I've, Every wedding that I've been a part of in like the wedding party, I've been the best man. Yeah. So like I and I've done epic speeches for every single one of them, and I will never do another one. But yeah. the fact that like my friends know who I am, and they know that this you never know what's gonna come out of this mouth. Especially when you're drunk. And they gave me a microphone in front of their parents and grandparents on their special day. I mean, I I'm considerate. I'm still a nice guy. I've never sure, been, sure. I mean, I took a, I took a couple shots, you know, just to be funny. But I didn't disappoint them. But there were some people that were just like so nervous as soon as I got the microphone. Like, oh, <laughs> where is what's going to happen here? So my yeah. thing, my thing was a family friendly event. There were children around, so I had to like yeah. that. That also helped me like. Hey, I gotta watch what I say. I couldn't even. They asked me to be the DJ halfway through as well, like try to like because someone had to go, and I'm like, is Shaggy wasn't me okay? And that was too much. So I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. I'm like adding songs desperately to this playlist. But so I, as the MC, I, I figured this out on my own. I gotta go around to each of the sponsors and all the all the events and the tables that are there and talk to each one of them, get to know what they do. So when I shout them out, I can kind of add something to it. There was this old lady there uh, who had canned goods, and her name was Ann, right? And uh, I'm like, are you guys, do you guys often find yourself in a pickle or a jam and don't know what to do? Ann's cans, you know, Ann's cans to the rescue, right? And I just talked about Ann's cans for like five minutes. Not even (laughs) five minutes, right? And like, she's an old lady. Afterwards, you could see her laughing. She loved it. Yeah. No one's talked about Ann's cans in quite a while, you know. So right off the gate with the, the pickle or a jam thing, right off the gate, I'm like, okay, this guy this guy gets these puns. Like, th- this is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and I good. had a buddy that told me that, you know, when you're emceeing events, people come and go. So it's like a lot. You got to repeat yourself a bit, right? Yeah. It's okay to repeat yourself every hour or so. I didn't repeat myself once. I was like, really? fuck, yeah, I got this. Right, so I'm like, uh, the, the one of the first things I said, I brought out one of the big guns first because I was nervous and I didn't know where to go with it. So I'm like, so I got a buddy that tells me, you know, these things I, I can repeat myself when I'm talking, right? You know, people come and they go and, you know, I, I can just repeat it. So it'll be a lot like talking to Roughnecks, right? And, and you know, just buddy beside me starts laughing again. He's rocking heat waves, by the way. Buddy there beside me starts laughing. And I'm like, this guy fucking gets it, right? Like, yeah. And, you know, water haulers, notorious crayon eaters over at the kids section. I was like, hey, there's a kids section on the other side, you know, coloring, bouncy castles, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, water haulers, please leave the crayons alone. Right? And I went on with my with my time. Buddy's fucking busting a gut. I should have got his phone number is what I should have did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would be good at like talking for like long periods of time. Like if I was if I was on a microphone too long, I think I would just start saying 
shit I can't come back from. <laughs> I agree. Well, yeah, that's why I had to get into the mindset. There were children there. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, there's children here, yada, yada, yada. Originally, they wanted me from 2 to 6. She messaged me at 1230. He's like, hey, can you be here for 1? And I'm like five minutes away. I'm like, yeah, that gives me a whole other hour of talking. Right? Yeah, like, oh, shit. Right? So... I would no, get I so did. flustered, I would probably just start swearing, and like that would be my whole speech. Would just be like, "Fuck, yeah. I want to talk about fuck shit." What? I was on that. On that same note, like that when you said the kids thing, I I just got to when I was put out my music, I always put like a uh, like parental advisory things on it, and like explicit, you know, not that that ever deters anyone, anyways, but it's a good start. Yeah. And I at first, it took me a while to like grasp how many parents send me videos of their kids jamming out to my music and like it's the parents showing them but at first i was like super uncomfortable i was like what what is happening like why why are you showing a little kid this music not that it's bad i got into explicit music my parents let me listen to things but as we like kind of went on like down this like road I'll do these concerts and these parents got their kids out there and you know you're thinking like should I amend what I'm about to say why is there kids front stage what on the parents shoulders and then you the parents would tell me hey you're far like you're far from the worst thing these kids could be hearing you're actually in my eyes a good influence and my kids love your music or they love what you did in this video or whatever and seeing the kids light up when you come and like hang out with them, take pictures afterwards and everything. It's amazing. And I'll do anything for the kids, but I did not expect people to be bringing their kids to these concerts you know, because my mouth is dirty. Dude. I mean, you, you swear in your music, but you a lot. that many, Oh well, yeah. But like, what's the, what's the worst line? in one of your songs that you think that wouldn't be advisable for children to hear? In, in my opinion, I don't think it really matters because I don't have kids, well, but I just, I just assume that because I drop the F-bomb constantly, like, it's probably not for them. I don't think I'm saying anything that they shouldn't hear. Certainly seeing the influences that they see now on TikTok and stuff, I'm actually glad they like my videos because I can semi kind of guide them in the right direction but dang i i was just not prepared to know that kids were listening to shit i'm sure it's different and i don't know what it's like but again going to me like fuck work i'm going i'm gonna go down to the keys yeah yeah it says but it's, it's not bad man when we were like little do you remember when when eminem released kim yeah oh fuck they, Dude. there you go you're talking yeah, it's, about, not, it's not that bad. You're, that talking, about no. skipping work. you're right. talking about skipping work to go on vacation. Right. And Eminem right. literally like, I got this bitch locked up in my trunk. If you don't message me back, <laughs> yeah, I'm so. a fucking, she's pregnant. You right. the way. <laughs> and and I, was a, I was a young kid when I first obtained that CD, so I, I can see it from both sides. Yes, I totally agree with you. I just wasn't prepared to like look out at a crowd and say some, like, you know, like, some of the songs I, I don't even have a good reference, but like even saying "fuck" in general, just a "fuck," and then you're like a child. 
it's just like like a kid up on someone's shoulders or whatever. But like I, I mean, I try not to point at them when I say it. But well, you know, sure. metaphorically, I'm just saying I see everyone in the crowd. I'm like, holy shit! I don't want to swear, but every one of the songs I have is littered with them. I only have one song that didn't swear and I did it on purpose. But I, I got over it because I realized I'm not inviting these kids to the concert. Their parents are bringing them, and they they said, hey. These ain't your kids. What are you worried about? And actually, that just reminded me, that was the first video that we ever had that went viral way before One Way Ticket. Uh, we had, during COVID, we had a backyard party at my mom's and a bunch of random people showed up from the neighborhood. They said, there's no live music. Would you provide some? I was like, sure. And I got back there and there was like some people's grandparents, which I thought was weird. And there was kids. And then there was a bunch of friends I hung out with at the bars. I was like, who brought the grandparents and who brought the kids? And this girl's like, well, they're not your kids. They listen to your music all the time. I'm their mom. I show them. What are you worried about? And I was like, fair enough. So I went out. I did my song. Probably on one of the most swearing songs I have. These kids were in my mom's like inflatable hot tub. And they were vibing out. And Caroline took a video so strategically that it looked like they were the only ones there. And I'm up on the deck saying fucking, uh, I think it was my song CFDT, which is like the chorus is like, all my dogs fucked up. Don't spin it. I'll see you motherfuckers downtown in a minute. And these kids, this girl's like, and, and she's vibing out. And she, she tagged it as uh, when you hired the wrong guy for your kid's birthday party. Yeah. And it went it went off and all the comments like the comments were 50-50. Some people were like, How do I hire this guy for my kid's birthday party? And then it was like, if that guy showed up to my house, I'd rip his fucking head out. Like it was like, I don't know, it went both ways. But it went off and most people were just asking him, What's the song? Yeah. And there was there was so many more adults in the yard, but it looked like just two little kids in a hot tub vibing out to me swearing on a deck. That's hilarious. We need that was, we need to get Ray Jin going was what we need to do. Alright, so I, I don't even I mean we're just gonna have to play it out the speakers and I'm just gonna <coughs> that's how that's how we're gonna do it. I'm in. I'm in. Right. Right. I fucking love that song, man. Alright, well we'll take a slight intermission. It'll take me two seconds. Billy, how you been man? I'm good man. How's I'm, Rayu? I'm, what pardon me? How's Rayu? I don't know. Can you hear? Because she's driving me crazy. I can hear. I'm getting I'm a puppy sorry. soon here. I'm sorry about that. I'm getting a Kane Corso. She, uh, are you? Yeah. Yeah. So I was hoping you guys couldn't hear, but I, I knew deep down you Whatever. could. Whatever. Who cares? Um, yeah, she's good. She's still a puppy, and she's very high energy. That's why, like, I was trying to keep her away, but, like, I, she was, like, whining at the door about to bark, and that's why I, like, grab my iPad and, like, walk over, like, I'm either gonna give you a swat on the butt, or I can just take the iPad over and let you outside oh, for yeah. a few minutes. Whatever, man. Fuck it. Who cares? It's added background noise. It's... What do we talk about? The podcast isn't professional. It's real life shit. Yeah, fair enough. Dog ads are uh, an element of real life. You're doing it at home. Doesn't know when to stop. I was trying to get her to lay down here, and she did for like ten minutes, and then Amanda walked in the door, and it was all over again. It's like my kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
but oh. probably not nearly as bad. Here he goes. Oh, yeah. I got it. You ready for this? Ready. Is that too loud? How's that sound? Sounds good. Oh, I guess I already started it. From the top. From the top. From the top. Filling my cup with some whiskey and ice. I finished that in a chunk of bush light. Don't give a fuck about liquor for beer, so I guess I'm in the clear. Leaving my phone at the table tonight. Anyone else wanna go for a bite? When I say bye, buddy, I mean a dreaming. And we gon' take shots and we puking the sink. And we're dancing with everyone having a ball. Doesn't surprise me, I'm handsome and tall. Spin them around and I kiss when they fall. Got a couple more songs and I'm back in the stall. And if you knock on the door, then you're gonna get hit. For all that you know, man, I'm taking the shit. Give me a minute, stop throwing a fit. We're coming in tired. We're throwing that lick on this room. So I can win. Please engage. Someone please show me the stage. Find me a mic. I got something to say. Hire the band with the dump of the day. Better fire me up. I got something to play in the song. Feeling like raging. I'm feeling like raging. I'm feeling like raging. So rage is what I'm gonna do. Me a favor and buy me a shot. I toss you a 20. That's all that I got. Not all I got, but it's part of my pot. When you're playing the music, you don't fire up. I can stop it. now. I'm going when I wanna. In the fridge, I'm looking for something like leftover ribs. Been there three days, but they smelling okay. Shit, either way, it's been a hell of a day. Hell yeah. Been a hell of a day. You know, when, <laughs> when I sing that song to myself in my truck, I, uh, I don't realize how much breath it actually takes to get through one of those breaths. I know. Sometimes when I, I, I'm trying to figure out a way, uh, I, I realized recently, um, that's a whole nother conversation, but a lot of rappers rap over their actual song. Now, when I do a live performance, that was just the easiest way. It was just click on Spotify, but in a live, I just play the beat. So when I need to take a breath ever, if I accidentally run out of one, cause I'm just going too hard, it just goes straight to the beat. And I'm like, I wonder if I could find a way to like 
you either need a hype man or strategically put the words in there when you know you're going too far. Yeah. And like, just have just one second to go (laughs) and just keep it going. But I have found a way to like calm myself down so I can pretty much get through it. But yeah, I crammed a lot of damn words into that song. Yeah, you did. And recently I, I have told myself like, maybe I should make some songs that are a little calmer a little easier to get through because it seems like every song I release has a shit ton of words. And yeah. Do you know who I Anyways. compare you to? No, I do not know who. Like Canadian wise. And Billy knows who I'm going to say probably. Your love for Wisconsin, right? And like surrounding areas, right? You're yeah, kind yeah. of, you're kind of like, um, like you're kind of like, uh, what you would call like, uh, like, um, Fucking what am I getting? The tragically hip. Right? What is that? But like different kind of that different kind of music. But like, you know, same same kind of thing though, right? You 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 sit rap or sing about things that fucking matter to you. Yeah, yeah. Right? And and Gord Downey and the Tragically Hip, they sung about things that mattered to them and were very Canadian, right? Like they they yeah. could have been so much bigger than Canada. They didn't give a fuck about that. They they're no, like I was Canada. surprised by that. Like I just thought tragically hip because they're so big here that just everybody knew who they were. Not yeah. the case. Yeah. Not and, the case and at all. Nobody I think that's where like a good portion of the people uh in my community uh didn't take it very seriously. Like there was a good amount of people that loved hearing the references, but I don't think a lot of people thought it would ever transcend that because I was being so specific, but I guess when I was writing it, it was a combination of me not really giving a shit like the topics I'm talking about, what I want to talk about. But also I imagine that that same style, like I believe Prescott existed everywhere, every state, every country, there's like that, vibe and people could find like the relation in it even though they're like yeah i might not be from prescott but you're damn right i do all that same shit and one day it took like 10 years but one day i did find out that prescott exists all the fuck over the place oh yeah hell yeah and and it was awesome i'm pretty well traveled over all of canada and most of the united states and just like you said, when you generalize things like the Northern Boys, that that can transition from Wisconsin to like the Dakota. That's gonna slap. Canada, right? Sure. You can make it. You can make it relate to your life as much as possible. But also, when like the Southern Boys start talking about being from the South, if you just generalize it, like, somebody can find a way to personalize that to themselves and make it personal to them. Yeah. And, and then it's important. Then it's special. You know yeah. damn well that when Northern Boys comes, it's not out yet, right? Like, you, you, no, it comes out in twenty nine. You oh, know I'm damn a, well. A video on it. You yeah. know damn well that when the Northern Boys song comes out, everybody in Northern Canada, especially in the oil patch, <clears throat> way up fucking north, I want to be one of the first ones. I want to be one of the first that ones. Too, I'll like, TikTok, I want to do it. Yeah, dude. I, I like my, my verse, which probably won't be like the TikTok part of it, but like my verse on there, I started it off with um, 
I represent the northern states, freezing cold, but a gorgeous place. You might go nuts in the winter time when you're stuck inside the like Norman Bates. And I was like, dude, like I was imagining like the time in the winter when there's literally nothing to do but be inside and you go a little bit nuts. A lot of people that are, like the places I'm going and performing this shit in the south, they get they think it's cold when it's like 60 degrees out. And I'm like, dude, we're from places where it gets like negative 45 and you don't you don't really like life doesn't halt. Like most people, yeah. like, like you just, you're still working outside. You're still going to the bars. You're still doing all this, but like, yeah, you try to stay inside if you're allowed to. But anyways, yes, I did start to learn that it was important to like, not be so specific in the beginning. Like my first five songs, it was like, press got this press got that. And that was, I was like 21, 22. So that's all I knew. Right? I mean, it's you still got to rep where you came from. Yeah, but now I didn't know that people were. You know, I I almost wanted the people downtown to hear it when I made music at first. Right. Like it was like so I could bring this downtown and be like, "Yo, check out what we just made up at the house." Yeah. I didn't know that. Like our song Ron, Ronnie D. Uh, that was like an inside joke in Prescott. I didn't know that all of a sudden, like people were going to be hitting me up asking where they get Ron Diaz. Like that's a $12 bottle of rum. I didn't mean to. And Dr. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't know that that was going to be a part of it. It's massive. But, I love that dude. That's, that's incredible. You know, um, it's sort of like, remember when I had Donnie Dunphy on? I Donnie do. Dunphy was very similar to that, you know? Like fucking just fucking around on a dirt bike downtown Newfoundland. His buddy's yeah. filming him. Oh, put on this fur coat and oh, you need a girlfriend. So his buddy get his buddy's wife sat on the back of the bike and her name was Brenda. And like for years I thought Brenda was his actual fucking girlfriend. Had him on the podcast. Nah, man, we're just fucking around downtown Newfoundland and you know, Brenda, I'm like so I didn't know that until your podcast either. Yeah, I'm like, have you are you still with Brenda? And he's like, man, Brenda's probably with her fucking husband and kids right now, man. You know, like, oh like, my god, with her anymore? Oh, I was never with Brenda. I was never with her. Holy shit! Brenda. She was just someone that was around. I needed a girlfriend to ride on the back of my bike while I wore a fur, fur coat downtown Newfoundland. Dude, I yeah. I think the 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 content creators I see pop up out of Canada is why I have such a like. I need to fucking, I, I need, I can't just go up there and perform in one place. Like I need to Oh yeah. tour. Yeah. Because I feel, I, I feel like such a, a relation to the people. I feel like they're like very wild and fuck, like, it's almost as if like who I imagined my demographic being, it's more Canadian than it. I keep getting sent to the South. It's like, dude, this is the people I need to go party with. And I might not even make it back down. The blue collar, you know, I might not, I might not make it home. The blue collar Canadian <laughs> worker would would law would flock to your show. They show us videos in our apprenticeship. I'm uh, part of local five twelve iron workers, and they show us those uh, Canadian iron workers. And holy shit, are those guys badass! Hell yeah. I would, I would, I would love to even hang out with them for uh, for an afternoon, let alone get to do a concert and have some beers afterwards. But I, I love them Canadian content creators, though, man. I just it's right. a lot of lot of good shit coming out of there. Make sure you better. keep us in the loop when you do come up north, though. 
it, oh, it gets, I mean, and it gets better in the winter, man. We got nothing else to do. Right. Yeah. That's kind of, kind of what I was just saying about the up North boys thing. It's like, uh, people don't understand that Wisconsin is very similar to that. It's like they, people think that like life just ceased to exist when it's like below 40 or something. It's like, dude, Blue color boys you, still go work outside. I if know. Anything, if anything, the oil patch gets busier the colder it gets. You know, we want minus 40, minus 50. We need it. Yeah. 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 I, I don't remember exactly where these iron workers are from in this video, but it's like they're working in temperatures that, like, you wouldn't even think people could survive in. And these guys are up there hanging steel, you know, a couple hundred feet in the air, just fucking thriving. And it's like, Dude, talk it's about almost, a badass. It's almost like a, pa a rite of passage in Canada. You know what I mean? We talk about that's how, awesome. You know, working out in minus 40, minus 50 separates the men from the boys. And if <laughs> you know, you can survive here in the wintertime outside in the oil patch, you can survive anywhere. Dude, okay? it's like it doesn't se separate the men from the boys, it would separate men from men. Like, there's guys that are badass that still would tap <laughs> on. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, like, like 100%. I don't know. That it's commendable to say the least. And then a couple weeks ago, we had Riley, you know, the angry driller on, and he was saying, yeah. you know, he bought a couple rigs. He's from Canada, but he works in North Dakota, and it's fucking cold in North Dakota. And he sure said, uh, he said, you know, I, I I appreciate when the guys have heart. But he came in from I think he was a banker or car salesman or something. I think it was a car salesman. But he came in as a car from as a car salesman looking for a job on a rig. Never worked a rig in his entire life. Come in the winter time, drove the three day drive from fucking down south to North Dakota to try his hat at at being a rig hand. The coldest winter North Dakota's ever had. This oh guy was literally dying. He was struggling. But yeah. at the end of the winter, guess who was still standing? The yeah. guy who had never done it before over guys wow. that had been seasoned veterans. The guy had heart. He wanted yeah. he wanted yeah. the money. He wanted the experience. Doesn't matter how cold it got, how much he hated it, he was still there. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah, it, I think that that's a good portion of people. It's like there's something driving you to do it. It's not like you're like, oh, I love this negative 45 degree weather. It's just like, dude, like there's, there's something that drives – that drives us all. Yeah, no one loves that. If you say you do, you might be lying. You're, you are yeah. lying. Probably yeah. lying. I like doing it for the videos I can make in it, but that's about it. Dude, I know, because it like it, your mustache freezes and you have icicles and yep. you're just like... <laughs> your eyelashes do too, man. Yeah, dude. Okay, how do, you, how do you think I earned the name Dick Frost, guys? It happened during a polar vortex. It was minus 50 outside. I'm spraying steam. It, I can't... I had to stand downwind from it because there were consultants on the other side. So I had to stand downwind. And, um, you know, at the end of it, I got like a three-inch layer of ice on my hard hat. The icicles hanging off my glasses. Mustache just covered. I couldn't take my, my rain gear off because they it, it wouldn't unzip. It was frozen. I had to take it off over my head. And it stood up on its own. <laughs> and that's the day Dick Frost was born, man. Like that's, that's the day Dick Frost was born. That's Dick Frost. Dick Frost transcends TikTok, right? Like it started like a year or so before right. TikTok was even a thing, right? right? And then so I mean, that that folklore exists up there. 
That's well, awesome. It existed, it existed in our circle with my boss. My boss thought it was funny that I, cause I posted a picture of it on uh, Facebook and yeah. like, uh, minus 48 polar vortex guy say hi to dick frost and yeah. my boss comes out the next morning he's like what's up dick frost, and up, like, dick frost? looking back on that now like where i've taken it it's just unfucking believable dude like well, i've had a lot of fun with it yeah dude that, that's awesome yeah man hey i don't want to keep you too much longer buddy um All right. um i don't want to keep you too much longer but you know we we, we like to wrap the show up uh, by asking one last question. And, um, well, first of all, Billy, you got, got anything you want to add or say or what? No, I'm good. I'm waiting to, I'm waiting to hear the, the final question. All right. I know, so, I know what's coming. He don't. So, oh, Mount, shit. so Mount Rushmore has four of the most influential people in history, North American history on it. Americans say America, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, if you had your own Mount Rushmore and you, you know you had to choose four people that influenced you the most or that you look up to, who would they be and why? Oh my lord. Most influential people for me. Uh, I would have to say my grandma, number one wouldn't exist without her. She was a extremely influential person in my life. Uh, taught me more about life than my parents could. Um, gosh, this is tough. Most influential people, even, even if you didn't meet them or just people that like, no, nah, it can't man. be, it can't be people you didn't meet. Oh no, yeah. It, yeah. It can be people you didn't meet that, you know, just, you know, just their existence for you, you know, even if you didn't get to meet them, just knowing about them influenced you. Yeah. Well, I, I guess there's gotta be at least one that's not like super sentimental. So I, I will put my grandmother on there. I will put my parents on there because I love them too. And they taught me a lot. And then I think I'd put Mr. Rob Ritchie, Kid Rock on there because he's who taught me how to have an attitude and not give a flying that fuck. That is not a bad answer at all. That is a badass answer, dude. I fucking I, love that. That is. I can't have. I can't. I can't just have like like three <laughs> sappy people. Like these are the people that taught me life. But this is the guy over here, and like I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him. I know. Uh, one day I'll get to meet him. You give massive Kid Rock vibes. That's for sure. Oh man. I appreciate that. I, I had an opportunity to be in his uh, uh, We the People video. His, uh, the guy that filmed the video, his wife saw me. Uh, the second the We the People song came out, I was just all over it on TikTok. And she's like, you should get this guy in the video. He had us come down to Nashville to get in the video. And I was convinced, like, we're, we're obviously going to meet him to be in his music video. I did not get to meet him. Uh, but I did get to be... And well, getting to go down to Nashville to be in Kid Rock's music video alone was uh, a dream come true. But yeah. I think that was like the seed planted to get to meet him in the first place. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna throw him on my Mount Rushmore, no yeah. doubt. Fuck, dude, why wouldn't you, dude? Yeah, I've been thinking that the like this whole well, the whole podcast, but way before that for months, the last year yeah. or so, this guy is like. Kid Rock, the younger version. 
Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever by chance see the video when we, um, you know, some people took it the way I wanted them to, but some people thought I was just copying them. It was a blatant copy on purpose, if anything, but I like took his like Woodstock 99, like red Adidas outfit with like the big, um, oh, yeah, yeah. red hat, which I got made by creative crowns, a fellow Canadian he sent me that fucking hat custom made for me called the American badass. But I got some Adidas pants and like some Adidas shoes and we went running down the streets of Prescott, just fucking just doing this shit. And man, yeah, yeah, that's how I should start my fucking show. Like same fucking vibe. And I never, I never wanted to copy him for any reason. I'm, I just, I just was such a fan. He taught me the attitude and like everything that kind of became my music that I can't not give him the props on that. Like I never would not want to say that he was a giant influence on me because he was. Fuck yeah. I think that's what the best answer that has ever come out of your podcast from that question, in my opinion. I think it's definitely, it's got to be up there, man. Uh, right up there, I think Gord's dad, because Gord's dad's fucking badass. But yeah, no, uh, that's that probably one, one Teddy, of the better Teddy answers, man. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy's pretty good, too. Well, what, most yeah. people's answers just do, other people answer it with, like, more just people that influence them, or they name people, like, in their actual life? Yeah, more of, like, people in their actual life, yeah. Yeah. No, that's because but, no, that's pretty badass though. It's not. It's I wasn't gonna go all for. Yeah, I wasn't gonna go all for like just straight up like, well, this these people they changed my life so much because they did that guy. That's why I gave the first three to my mains. But I Kid Rock also raised me, and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> oh shit! I gotta know from both of you what are what are your what are both of your favorite songs of Kid, Kid Rock's favorites? Well, yeah. Bow with the bow. I, I think the, the song that I like just resonate most with is uh You never met a motherfucker quite like me. That, but no, I, I love so many of them. So I I do like like Bow with the Ba, right? Uh but my favorite album of Kid Rocks of all time, and like I don't know what it is, but Rock and Roll Jesus was my fucking favorite album of all time. I did love when he started like really like singing. Like that was like impressive as fuck that he did that. I didn't see that coming because I grew up on the the rap kid rock. Yeah, yeah. but I knew he, I knew he could sing because you know talented. only God knows why. Yeah. Oh, he's talented. Blue, if you go to Blue Jeans and a Rosary is probably my fucking one of my favorite kid rock songs, and that album was everything. Yeah, I think of uh, the like uh, the song when he got into the singing stuff. Uh, first kiss. I don't know why, but that fucking song just—it's it, like it reminds me of like it's reminiscent of the stuff my parents used to listen to, but it's kid rock. Like it's it's very weird. Like it's a great song, but I, I like that old that just wild rap and kid rock, like wasting time and bull god and all that shit. It's right up there with for for me with the first time I heard Eminem apologize to his mother in his headlights. You know? Yep. Yeah, Man, that was that like fucking song. You spent fifteen years listening to the guy bag on his mom. Yeah. And then yeah. headlights comes out. He's like, Hey, I fucking love you. 
you know, and I'm yeah. sorry. Cleaning out my closet at the time, I was angry, maybe rightfully so. But now yeah. every I cringe every time it comes on the radio, right? Yeah. And it's and it's like fuck, dude. Like we've all been there with our parents. Me, like not yet, but like you know, uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck you, dad. <laughs> but yeah. no, like, but like <laughs> I've had a wild road with my parents as well. Uh, me too. Yeah. But the difference is, is that with with Eminem, and I do feel for him on this, and I think about that song, is like you can not you you could try everything in your power you could spend every dollar you have which is a lot of dollars and you could never erase that song and that every generation of kids knows the words like every that like word. it's 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 stained in time he can't erase that he said that whereas like the fights i've had with my parents the things that i've done i can say it I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry I got turned. I'm sorry I said that. But like that song is I'm wax forever. Oh, Everyone yep. knows the words. Like yep. cleaning out my closet was on the fucking radio, dude. I remember hearing on the radio. I remember hearing a comedian say like uh, the uh, I heard a comedian say one time. She said, "Oh, I like that song, cleaning out my closet." I tell my kids if if Eminem can clean his room, so can you. <laughs> yeah, like, it was on dude. the damn radio. For, for generations of Eminem fans, right? Like, we're talking to, like, the older generation, right? You know, they got the mental health shit from that. And then, like, th they move slowly into his healing, right? Yeah. Some generations are just only there for the healing. They Then now they have to go back because when they heard headlights, some of them probably never hear, ever heard cleaning out my closet. And their parents or their older siblings or uncles or whatever were like, wow. You need to go yeah. hear what he was saying 15 years earlier. Yeah. Oh my god. Right? right? And and it's like damn, bro, like, you know, yeah. like we're here for the healing shit. Which tells you though, like if there's anything you can take away from that is if Eminem can come back from that, then don't you dare hold on to a grudge your whole fucking life thinking that somebody did something to you that's so bad you can't say sorry because Eminem came back from everything with his mom so that says quite a bit hell yeah hell yeah guys this has been fucking fun you know and yeah it was TPK, fun man tpk man like I'm, I'm so glad i kept harassing you for like literally a year like yeah bro harassment i really stepped my game up the last four or five months though i fucking yeah you know, thre threads Instagram got on your live today. Just fucking, I thought you were gonna press assault charges or something. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh no, dude! I was like, hell yeah, let's harass, right? And hey. then today in your live, I even said, tell me to shut up if I'm going too far, you know. And then I just kept going and pressing and pressing. So and here we are. We made it happen. Hey, to tell you the truth, uh, I I respected the the game a while ago, the way you were coming at me. I knew I was going to do this at some point. I'm glad it happened. Now you just got to give me like another year or so to take over a little bit more and I'll come back on. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah, man. And we'll have Billy come on too next time. As well. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was good to get the gang together for this one. That was good shit. I'm glad I could be a part of it. it, was, it was I'm glad you were here too. It wouldn't be the same without you. Hell yeah. Thanks, thanks, guys. I, I fucking I appreciate the hell out of it. So, hey, you stay frosty. Hey, and you stay dirty. Oh, later, boys. You know I'm staying. Hey, and what do you? What's your call sign? What's your fucking sign off? Yeah, know. what's your sign off? 
fucked off or something. I don't know. Just stay inside her. <laughs> get inside her. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just in fu- just inside her. It's as far as I can get. Yeah. Stay dirty. Stay frosty and stay just inside her. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hell hey, yeah. Stay frosty. Yeah, buddy. Can you hear the music yet? I can. Oh, he, you can hear. It. He's gone now. Oh, I gotta go.